Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Okay, good morning. We are taping this May 10th. It's a Monday, kind of cold. Um, and I don't like that. It needs to be hot. But hey, this is the Steelers podcast. I got Joe and Paul with me. Joe, I'm curious, what's the weather like in Mississippi today? Uh, we just had some storms rip through last night. So um, some pretty bad thunderstorms, but nothing like the tornadoes that came through last week. Oh, okay. We're just what getting pounded right now. I don't. I don't know what's going on. There's just all kinds of really terrible storms coming through. How warm is it down there? Uh, you know, between the storms, it'll start to get warm again. It'll get up into the 80s and stuff. Oh. But then after the storm rips through, it's really cold on the backside of the front. So, okay, <clears throat> like so it's been, or something. It, yeah, it's been like fluctuating pretty pretty strong. Okay. Very good. Well, hey, um, it's a week after the draft. We don't have tons of t- to talk about, but I found a couple things. Let's start out, and I'm breaking my rule. I said, let's don't talk rumors. Let's don't talk speculation. But I got in a huge argument with one of my overseers at work this week, and you never know. Maybe he's going to fire me over. I don't know. But we got an argument. You might remember Dan Kater. Uh, we had him on the show once to talk about a mock draft. I got arguing with him because we went back and forth the weekend of the draft. And when the Aaron Rodgers story came out, I said, Dan, I'm not going to make fun of Baker Mayfield, but the Browns should trade for Aaron Rodgers. Because if you think about it, the Browns have amassed a pretty good team. I don't think – I'll put this way. It's almost like a couple years ago when the Browns first put a bunch of talent together. Did it work in real life? Not as much. And that's what I'm thinking about the Browns this year. On paper, they could be a good team. They could be a Super Bowl team. I'm not sure if it's all going to come together. But I said, Brandon, I no, Dan. I said, Dan, you have your Baker Mayfield, but Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Um, and ESPN had, again, all speculation. And Cleveland.com has story of the weekend talking about, hey, the Browns are happy with Baker Mayfield. It's not going to happen. But let's speculate for a second. If I'm the Browns, and I'm saying this not to make fun of them, I'm saying this to say, hey, they could win the next two Super Bowls. Why wouldn't you offer two first-round draft picks, Baker Mayfield and maybe David Njoku, their uh, young tight end, for Aaron Rodgers? You look at the window. Man, they got a two- or three-year nice window now. Um, Would that be scary if a deal like that could be made? Uh, Paul, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, sure. If I were the Browns, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you've got 
you've got the potential with the team you have to build for something for the long haul, not just two or three years. Um, I, I, it doesn't guarantee you a Super Bowl. I mean, if it was a guarantee, yeah, you might do it. Uh, I don't even know if it guarantees you anything. Um, I, I'd, I'd stick with Baker and build for something beyond just the next three years. Here's my problem with Baker. Baker in the playoffs against Pittsburgh looked pretty good. Uh, Baker other games didn't look good. I mean, the consistency as of late last year wasn't exactly there. Now, who knows? She's still young. Maybe the consistency right. comes this year. I don't know. Joe, would you do Maybe that? the aliens will come I take them away. I feel like you have to take the whole thing seriously. Okay. Uh, I look like I froze there for a second. Oh. I think you have to take the whole thing seriously. I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel good about myself if I made the deal, if I'm the Browns, you know, I'd look myself in, in the mirror the next morning going, I don't know if I, I like myself anymore, but this is the way that sports in America are played anymore. You go out and you get the very best players you can get and you put them all together and hope that that guarantees you something. I think, you know, you're talking about a three or four year window. You're talking about a three, four year window where you're going to be in the playoffs every year. Like you're going to be in the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers with nobody can still be in the playoffs every year. Uh, uh, he, he did that several years ago. Uh, <laughs> but putting putting him in now with the, the talent that's amassed on the Browns, you really are knocking on the door of the Super Bowl every year. Do you get there every year? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's some team gel issues, but I don't know. There's plenty of teams that hated each other that still make it all the way through. Um, I feel like that's it, it's kind of a no-brainer to go and get one of the best quarterbacks you could possibly get, the guy who's proven it and who still has gas left in the tank, who proved that last year. I'm, I don't know. I take I take three or four Super Bowl shots over maybe three after three or four years will be good. And somebody might be out there listening, going, "Hey, I talked to the Steelers podcast. Why are you talking about the Browns?" Well, I bring up the Browns example because I don't know what it is, guys. And throw it out if if you've got something in mind. I would say the Rooneys are going to keep trying to reload, no matter what happens this year, no matter if Big Ben comes back the following year or not. So. Paul's right. You know, the year may not go well based on the schedule and some of all the changes, but I don't think the Rooneys are just going to totally blow it up. But you get the feeling that we're at the end of this run as Ben nears the end of his career. We won two Super Bowls, okay? I mean, it wasn't a complete flop or failure. To me, I just kind of think something was holding the Steelers back, and it wasn't Ben. Ben has had a great career. The Steelers have had some great defenses. Steelers have had some good receivers over Ben's time. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily Tomlin's fault, but it seemed like every year there was something weird that was holding him back. You, you almost think with the talent they had and the defense they had, maybe they could have won another Super Bowl or two. You know, Terry Bradshaw won four. Um, and I kind of think about this when I think about the Browns going, look, the Browns got the potential of being a really good team. I think on paper you could say probably Chiefs and Browns are your best teams in the AFC this year. But I don't know if it's going to come through on the field. And I'm more scared, if I was a Browns fan, of the Browns this year with that. Uh, because, hey, I'm not completely sold on Baker Mayfield. So I guess my thinking is with Aaron Rodgers, 
you know, maybe that bridges the gap. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, hey, how about Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers? That becomes problematic because Big Ben's got a lot of money. If you release him, there's a lot of dead money. If you trade him, there's a lot of dead money. And obviously, you got to take on Aaron Rodgers' contract. So it's possible, but get ready to say goodbye to some more people. And I, we don't, we can't get rid of more contracts right now because there's already some questions that make it tough. That said, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to get moved sometime this offseason. Uh, ESPN, again, I'm breaking my rule. I don't like talking about speculation, but this involves the Steelers. We've talked about this over the past couple weeks. Who Who's the next Steelers franchise quarterback? Who are we going to try to bring in? I think ESPN was corrupt during the draft because they kept on saying, oh, draft the quarterback, draft the quarterback. When the Steelers are drafting, yeah, there were quarterbacks available, but nothing qualified for that franchise quarterback. So no. ESPN was screwy when they said that. Yes. But there could be opportunity. One of the teams mentioned for Aaron Rodgers is Miami. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that ESPN and other people forget is Green Bay already has a quarterback in Jordan Love. I'm not sure if Jordan Love is the man or not, but Green Bay doesn't always have to take back a quarterback in the trade. So one of ESPN's options, again, underline ESPN's options, it's not definitely going to happen, was they proposed a three-way deal where Aaron Rodgers goes to Miami, Green Bay gets a bunch of picks back, and you say, what happens in Miami? Well, part of that trade would be Miami would trade Tua Tlongova to Pittsburgh, and really all Pittsburgh's giving up is their first-round pick. Now, we actually mentioned this on podcast before last year's draft. It was kind of poo-pod. But just think, with Big Ben, you know, and I, I'm seeing what Paul's saying. They, they had It's a tough schedule. I mean, I don't know if the Steelers are going to compete for a Super Bowl this year. But at the same time, I don't think the Steelers are going to have a top-10 draft pick either. So why not? What about that? If that got presented... You got Tua. You don't have to start him right away. You know, he's your quarterback in waiting. If Ben struggles, rush him in. If Ben doesn't, he's got years sitting behind Ben. I'm not a huge Tua guy, but if I'm comparing right now Tua to Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, Tua looks like Joe Montana compared to those guys. What do you guys think? <laughs> Joe, we'll start with you. I don't know. I don't know if. He looks like Joe Montana compared to compared to those guys, because I'm, you know, I don't think I think we think too too lowly of of Mason Rudolph, a, uh, and Dwayne Haskins may actually have some gas in the tank somewhere if he can get his head straight. Uh, you know, he let his head get pretty big and went nutty a little bit <laughs> in in Washington. So maybe uh, getting on the bench and sitting behind somebody else that shows him how to do this on a professional level does something for him. I don't think either of those guys are lost projects at this point, and I don't necessarily think that two is better than better a better option just right away than than either of those guys. Paul, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. I, I think. Tua has a potential higher ceiling, um, but I, I I get hung up on I don't see. I mean, I if I felt like Miami was on the cusp of greatness, I, I could see that deal making sense. Um, 
Uh, I don't see adding Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden putting them to the top of the AFC. Uh, so I guess for I, me, that's it's a stretch. I wouldn't mind having Tua, but like Joe said, I don't know that he's leaps and bounds better than what we have in waiting right now. Not to mention, if everything goes the way that Paul thinks it might, we may have a top 10 pick next year. You know, I'm you know it, it could go, but it this all could go bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that right now. Next year could go really bad. But I'm hearing some commentary saying, "Don't sleep on the Steelers." I, I, I mean, I believe that. I believe right. that's true. But there's still the potential that this could all go really bad. Right. But but then you know, I'm even seeing some more things like we talked about the offensive line and how we wish they could have done more. Look, you know, we're gonna talk about Big Al in a minute. Big Al had a rough year last year. DeCastro had a rough year last year. We're going to his own blocking scheme. Um, you know, Pouncey, you know, we love Marquise Pouncey, what a career, but, you know, the Marquise Pouncey of the last two years was a shell. I mean, he wasn't Marquise Pouncey. Um, so, like I said, I'm not expecting this offensive line to amaze and, and be stellar, but I don't necessarily think the offensive line is going to take steps back from last year. Which that's horrible because last year's offensive line was terrible. <laughs> if they were taking steps back, it would be like the three of us trying to play offensive line for the Steelers. So I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. We got all summer to figure out, you know, predictions. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of uncertain about that. Well, check this out, and don't make me laugh because I'm looking at you guys as I do this. Um, Hey, I, I wish we're doing good advice. If you listen to the podcast in the morning, um, you know, I'm, I'm giving you advice of deals that you can get on our website. So uh, you're looking at this, um, Paul, you're smirking. I like this. Um, you're looking at our website on viewfromthepew.club. You might be looking at the show there, or you might be on one of our podcast providers, which is great. Hey, wherever you're at, we love that. Well, you might be feeling like the Green Bay Packers are today. You're like, man, I got to make a change in my furniture. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, I got a love seat in my main room that, you know, it, it's not happy. There's a little rip in the seam. We're not sure what to do. Do we do a cover over? Do we try and make the love seat happy? Or we say, get out of here. We want a new love seat. Well, so we're like the Green Bay Packers. We got options. We're not sure what to do. We're not sure where to trade from. So, look, let me suggest Ashley Home Store. Uh, there's a bunch of Ashley Home Stores in Ohio. Greatest thing about that is you can actually shop online for Ashley Home Store. You can make your, you can pick your furniture out online. You don't have to go in the store. Hey, they're safe with COVID, but you don't have to worry about, you know, the store during COVID time. You pick your furniture, they deliver it to you. Uh, there's a lot of Ashley Home Stores around Ohio. They have a lot of great delivery options. Check out Ashley Home Store, and, man, you will be in better position than the Green Bay Packers are right now. And it'll make you happy. Check them out. It's a good deal. I will tell you, when you click on that link, I tried it last night. Boom. I got a coupon right away to save money. So you'll get that coupon if you click on Ashley Home Store. Check them out. Great place for your furniture. All right. Well, let's get back. And we talked about Big Al. Um before our little break there, and Big Al's officially a Raven, and Big Al has press conference, and we were hoping Big Al would be like, man, I wish the Steelers kept me. Big Al's a little salty. Uh, Big Al was like, hey, I picked the Ravens, and I could play against these Steelers twice a year, and he was taking shots. He said, man, we should have ran the ball more. We got these TikTok guys making videos and everything else like that. 
Um, I, I will say probably the happiest stealer to see Big Al go to the Ravens is TJ Watt, who will be up against um, Big Al this fall. And um, I only encourage gambling, but if you're gambling on TJ Watt's sack tolls against the Ravens, take the over because it's probably going to be over. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's your take on it? I mean, I, and again, I'm not, I don't want to rip on Big Al because he ripped on us, but I'm not distraught that he's gone. Paul, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I I think he has some valid points about just kind of our TikTok divas, yeah. but um, I, I would I would simmer the trash talk when you've got to block T.J. Watt. Um, Al, I think is was beloved because of just who he is as a person here, um, but I don't think he's been a stellar part of our line for the past couple of years either. So, you know, good luck, good luck, Al. Definitely. Joe, what are your thoughts? I mean, as far as him moving on with us making the transition to his own blocking scheme, I think that was a big part of the decision. Uh, you know, that, that, that shift wasn't going to work well with him. Uh, and given the price tag that he was going to have for us next year, it, it really just didn't make any, uh, <laughs> didn't make any financial sense, you know, it didn't make any football sense. So it was, uh, you know, an unfortunate, thing because I think he was a good guy and I think he was good for Pittsburgh. I think he was good for the team, uh, but he wasn't necessarily going to be the best person moving forward. So, you know, that happens and schemes change and you fit better into a different scheme. Uh, as far as going out and making TikTok comments and whatever else, I, I don't think that's particularly wise. I know that he's trying to point that back at the Steelers, but does he think that nobody on the Ravens has a TikTok account? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, are you at that point creating rifts in the locker room that you're going into? It's not. TikTok is not purely owned by Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, there are other people who do it. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's part of the this this uh, generation's of uh, football players' ability to build their own brand. If you're a if you're a receiver, especially if you're a young receiver, that's the way you have to think. You have to go out and dance on logos. You have to go out and challenge everybody. You have to put your head into that place to say, "This is who I am," and and I'm going to step up and I'm going to make you show that show me that I'm not. Come on. Let's go. That's part of the, the head games that you play. It's part of the get head games you've always played. If all these great receivers have been total head cases and with, with egos the size of Himalayas. Like that's who you have to be to do this. And now you have TikTok to, to go out and show it. I don't like just it's a it's a little video, man. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. But Big Al let him be on a little video where he makes himself feel good. Yeah, but Big Al's an old soul. I hear he's not on social media. I hear he carries a flip phone. So Big Al's the reverse of that. And yeah, you're right. It's, Most, a, it's not even a flip phone. It still has the little curly cord on it. But, you know, <laughs> you're right. Receivers now have got to get the videos. But look, Jerry Rice, maybe the best receiver of all time. I mean, I didn't hear Jerry Rice say too much crazy. I mean, it was not he didn't, he didn't hear it because there wasn't TikTok. 
That's what I'm I'm think I believe that even a nice guy like Jerry Rice in his head has to go to a place that challenges every single defender he has to go against. That's how about that's Steve just Lowe? what I believe. They they as a receiver, you put yourself in that place. You know, part of my world, I'm a theater person, and I know those divas. You know, the divas in the theater, the the performers, the the actors that everybody thinks are nuts. The things that you have to do as a performer, you have to put yourself in the place where you have to delude yourself that you know through the fears that you have to have in order to do the to do the job, right? It's scary to be a receiver. It's scary to go up in front of people and perform. You know. And you have to do things to your brain in order to get yourself to be able to do it with confidence. And some of it's delusion. Uh, I, you know, anybody who's out there claiming to be the greatest and everything, you know that deep down inside is a small child that is terrified. And they have to do these sure. things in order to get their confidence up to do them. But I wonder if Big Al's thinking, yeah, you're right. That is the mentality receivers have to face. And it'd be crazy to say that no receivers should be on TikTok or anything. But I'm wondering after the craziness that happened with Antonio Brown. Because remember, he was like filming team meetings after the Steelers beat the Chiefs a couple years ago in the playoffs. All kinds of crazy video stuff. So you bring in Juju in, and Juju's supposed to be the, oh, I'm all Pittsburgh guy, and he is, but he's pumping out you know, tons of videos, and you bring in Chase Claypool, where you're like, whoa, he's amazing. And at the end of the year, Chase Claypool's bashing the Browns on video, which, hey, I don't like the Browns, so yay, Chase Claypool made me laugh. <laughs> but I think Big Al's probably sitting there like, no, watch, Deontay Johnson's going to be doing videos, and James Washington will have a TikTok account, and uh, I would say, I would say, first off, I mean, it's the, the same, the same point I was just saying. These are young receivers that have to like buck themselves up in order to be able to do what they have to do. Uh, you know, they're creating their own hype video. Like they, they, they're right. doing that for, they're doing that for themselves. Secondly, I would say there's a huge difference between hyping yourself up on TikTok and transmitting locker room meetings. Like I, <laughs> that's just unhinged. That's unprofessional. That that's a different thing. But sitting at home or even you know being in the stadium and hyping yourself up to your fans on your TikTok, I I I don't. I'm I'm personally don't like it. I personally wouldn't do it. I would wish that they didn't. But I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. Well, I think Steelers fans are actually doing a double standard because we hate that when it happens. We get all creeped out. But, you know, we draft a guy like Presley Harvin, the punter, and, man, we're in love with him. We want him to do TikToks. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, Wesley, you know, Presley, bring out the TikToks and everything. You know, I mean, so maybe we're, we call it, double standard or contradictory. We're, we're at least sending mixed messages about what we want out of our players. <laughs> We want to win. Yeah, that's my problem. We just want to win. What a, yeah, but what we I can't just do learned it like today. it's 1975. We 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 have to do it in in 2021. Yeah, oh, Paul. What I just learned is Chris is very passionate about people with the same name. Yes. Joe's very passionate about uh, this TikTok bashing. Uh, we we we've, we've struck a chord here with Joe today. 
if Joe is a coach, <laughs> hey, you know, I can get fired up about almost anything. Yeah, if Joe's yeah. you know, coach something's not gonna be there forever. Man, the first day, everyone get your phone out, create a TikTok account. Coach, what? <laughs> everyone, create, you better create a TikTok account. You get out there, and you start dancing. All right, <laughs> but coach, we're in the practice. <laughs> hey, it's not for every player. Uh, oh. But I, but I do think that there are those guys where you know you, you go ahead and put it on TikTok. That's fine. Just just put it there. That's, Player, that's, have that's, you done the YouTube video yet? No, you're fine. <laughs> get out there. You have not done enough videos for this week. YouTube video. You go home until you do your videos this week, yes. young man. Now, could, could you imagine if Joe Namath was playing in the social media era? Oh what God. kind of stuff he would have out there? It'd oh. be great. It'd be great. <laughs> well, you remember how much more stuff we would have. I'm not even sure. 1960s TikToks. I'm not even sure when this happened. I know we're kind of getting away from the Steelers a little bit, but Yamir Yager, do you remember? It, it came out, this was like two or three years ago, where he apparently had a one night deal with a woman. The woman was trying to frame him by taking pictures of him the next day. And he got was like smiling and laughing and waving like he didn't care. The young was like, hey, it's all good. I mean, I, I bet you Joe Namath would be like that. Joe Namath would be like, I mean, you probably see a little bit too much of Joe Namath's life, I would bet. Mm -hmm. And uh, like he'd be the Yamir Yager. I mean, he'd be like, yeah. But what's too much? I mean, you go to any of those sites and you get you get too much of somebody who otherwise did nothing useful. I, I think you know you see you see every second of some people's lives and you're like, why are you even doing this? I don't understand. You're just taking out the mail. Uh, please I'm don't. I'm not saying there would be sex videos. I'm saying that Namath would probably put out there, "Hey, I'm dating. <laughs> I picked up this girl named, you know, Susie, and <laughs> we're headed to the bar tonight." You know, what I mean, I bet you Namath put all time. information out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. Name Namath would be so popular that like everyone else would be like, "Oh, that's great. <laughs> Tag me in your, your tweets or whatever. Uh, it'll be great." Yeah. I mean, you put TikTok in the early 90s, you know Michael Irvin's on there. Oh, my yep. God. Holy cow. Yep. I yep. mean, yeah, crazy. Oh. <laughs> it, it would definitely be strange. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else would be a good one. Um, Tommy McDonald was an old receiver for the Eagles. Didn't know too much about, but I covered him at his Hall of Fame uh, induction, and he actually was throwing the um, – his bus up and down, like it's really crazy high and everything. And everyone's freaked out that we dropped it with shattered a million pieces, but he was just kind of a real goofy guy. I don't know. Tommy Medell would be my fifties guy for if they had TikTok in the fifties, he'd be great. So <laughs> I don't know. Look, look what you missed to big Al. So um, real quick, I don't know much about this. We'll, guy. See him, we'll see him twice a year. We don't have to miss him very much. Well, I'm sure we'll bring him up when hopefully T.J. Watt gets around for a, a yeah. million sacks. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers did make a um, free agent signing, and I know they brought in some uh, undrafted free agents, but they actually got a guy who played the league last year, Arthur Arthur Millette, uh from the Jets. He's a safety. Uh, had a couple interceptions. Uh, he's 27. Nothing that 
definitely blew me away. It sounds like the Steelers are having a type, though, because this guy's interesting. They call him a slot safety. Uh, he played safety, but he also played in slot coverage. Hearing the Steelers more, we're talking, um, you know, some of the linemen they drafted. So, hey, this guy could play tackle or guard. Uh, there's some talk that if Kendrick Green's not – um, if they don't feel he, deem him ready enough to play center, he could probably even step in the guard if they needed to. It sounds like the Steelers are being pretty versatile. I, I don't want to get too much into Arthur Malay because I hope he doesn't play that much. Hopefully Minka doesn't get hurt or anything. But it's – I mean, at least they picked up more secondary help, I guess. I mean, any other thoughts on whole Arthur? Yeah, I think it's just about depth back there in the in the safety area. You gotta, you gotta have people. If anything, they they learned anything from last year is having depth is important. Yes. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. Uh, we have a break coming up in a second, but I actually wanted to kind of go through a projected roster. We kind of did that unofficially uh, with our draft review, but I want to kind of see that because there's a bunch of guys coming in and out. It'll be interesting to see where they at, they still need help. But before that, uh, some more friendly advice for you. And you guys don't have to look away. I just got uh, self-conscious because Paul makes me laugh. You know, Paul just gives me a look and I'm just starting to laugh. So it's, it's good. That's I'm good. just sitting there. No, it's a good thing. I mean, it's better than Paul makes me angry or something. No, you know, laughter makes the world go around. It's a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, some more good advice. Now, you might be listening to this, and we share these on Steelers Facebook pages and everything. You might be like, what did I do? They're 28 minutes in the show. I am so upset that I'm listening to this. What did I do with my life? Chase Bank wants to help you out. Here's what's going on. If you click on the Chase Bank link on our viewfromthepew.club, or if you click on it from your podcast provider page, you open up an account and attach your direct deposit, Chase is going to put in $225 in your account. Guys, where else can you listen to podcasts and get paid for doing that? You can get paid. It's as easy as that. Um, I use Chase Bank for uh, my banking. I've used it for the past couple of years. Banking during COVID is horrible. It's awful. But Chase makes it easy. 99.9% .9 of the stuff I do, I do online. Don't have to worry about it. I can pay my bills. Um, I actually take payments. I, I rent a house in Canton, Ohio, and the guy pays me for Chase. It makes it so easy. So check out Chase. You know, sign for the account, put your direct deposit. We're all getting paid by direct deposit. Attach it there. You'll get paid, and it'll help us out, too. They're affiliate sponsor of ours. Check out Chase Bank. All right, so I wanted to close out with this, guys. Um, the um, <clears throat> USA Today, they have a sports uh, Steelers site called Steelers Wire. We talked about this last week, but they kind of gave a good roster projection for 2021. So let's quickly go for these. I'm going to read off their picks. Let me know if you agree. I mean, we talked about this last week, and some of these are common sense, but let's do this real quick. Uh, Joe, I'll start with you. Quarterbacks, we've talked about this. They're projecting Big Ben, Mason, and Dwayne Haskins. They didn't mention Josh Dobbs. I'm assuming Josh Dobbs will be on the practice squad. Yeah. Pretty common sense, right? Yes, very. Um, that they want to really want to evaluate what they have moving forward. They're going to have to have these guys up on, up on the roster and find ways of getting them some time. 
Uh, especially Haskins, who they haven't seen in person as much. They know what they have in Rudolph. They they kind of like it, um, or at least they don't hate it. Uh, and if they're going to evaluate what they've got between Rudolph and Haskins moving forward, they need to see it up close. So I, I don't see Dobbs in that uh, in in that uh, evaluation process. I hope, I hope we have the train camp. I hope we have more practices. Hopefully, COVID dies down because I want to see these guys get a chance to play even in practice. My fear is, you know, when Big Ben plays, he never comes out of the game. I mean, you have to pretty much knock him out to get him knocked out of the game. So I would like to see. Unfortunately, that's more likely to happen. The longer he plays, that's more yeah. likely to happen. Yeah, definitely true, too. Um, Paul, it sounds pretty self-explanatory to the quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no. Yeah, no debate. Yeah. Yeah, let's move, let's move on because there's some that are going to probably pose some more uh, conversation. So running backs, uh, Joe, uh, they're saying Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, and um, Kalen Belange. Uh, they're saying Petra goes to four running backs. It's quite possible. I think we've all agreed on this in the past. Um, uh, let's put it this way to save time. Paul or Joe, any concerns with these picks? Uh, no, I, I think what – yeah, hopefully the – I mean, the top three will be solid. I think Balazs, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not expecting to see much of him this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of uh, – given his experience, I, I think there may, there may be a chance that he, he slots in over McFarland. Right. But that, that'll just be something we see in, uh, in preseason – whether or not they're going to want to have him around to be more versatile. Don't know. Yeah, I think Other, otherwise, do. Najee Harris and, and Benny Snell, those are your top two. I don't don't have any question about that. Yeah, and I think either way, these are your top four. Um, you know, who knows if the fourth guy goes to the practice squad or not. Um, and, and, you know, I'm still open for a vet, another veteran to come in, but I'm wondering if they're even going to see what they have right now and then maybe make that choice later. Uh, Derek Watt, fullback. I mean, he's your fullback. I don't know where else you can go. <laughs> and let's even skip past. Uh, does anybody of their teams carry a fullback? It just seems very rare. I would say Derek Watt, you're seeing him a lot more in special teams. And I think that's kind of their interest because really, if you look at the whole scope of the year, they haven't really gone to Derek Watt as much as we were kind of thinking they may on offense. But you see Derek White is more on special teams. So you're right. It's rare that they carry a fullback. But I think the fact, since the fullback plays pretty well on special teams, that's why he's there. But you can almost qualify yeah. him as more of a special teams guy. Right. It seems a little strange because especially last year, I just I don't know if Derek Watt produced as a, as a fullback. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like there were, there were a number of times you put in, you're like, okay, you got a fullback. What you got is that one-yard guy. You know, he's going to get you with that one yard. It's fourth and one, hand it to your fullback. He will get you that one yard. And that wasn't always him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's gloss over the receivers because unless something really unknown happens, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju, Deont uh, James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod. 
Um, you know, something could happen, but unless there's an injury, I mean, I think it's common sense. Those are your top five. Yeah. All right. Here's where it gets kind of interesting. Offensive line. Let's start with tackle. Um, Steelers, uh, they have Zach Banner. Uh, they have um, Kevin Dotson as lineman, B.J. Finney, DeCastro, and uh, Chooks Okafor. Those right now are your starters. I tend to agree with that. Obviously, let's see what happens with um, Kendrick Green and Dan Moore. Uh, but, again, I, I, I can see that. I mean, I think that's your lineup right now, unless a rookie beats them out. That's what we're waiting to see, what what Green's going to be able to show and who he's going to usurp at that point. I, I kind of have the feeling, this is just me, I kind of have the feeling he's going to find a way into the line one way or the other, so it's going to be who he plays better than. And I think there's potential for upgrades because right now the Steelers have J.C. Hassenauer as a backup. Uh as of the moment, the guy Kevin um, Kendrick Green is a backup. I don't know much about Anthony Coyle. Uh, that guy doesn't ring a bell. They have him as a backup, and they have Dan Moore, you know, the other draft pick. Um, you know, Coyle and Hassanauer, I don't know much about. So I would say and I, I can't think of who else wouldn't make it. So maybe there's some upgrades possible if they could pick another veteran out from the offensive line. I think the only – I think Banner's pretty going to be pretty locked in at tackle. I think Dodson's a lock at guard. I think the other three guys have will have a fairly short leash, and so we could see some interchanging uh, with the other three slots. Yeah, do you know anything about Coyle, uh, Joe, or nope. Paul? I don't. Okay. I'm sure somebody listening right now is probably yelling. I know about Coyle, but yeah, I he hasn't kind of sixty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know much about his background. That, that, that guy I haven't heard much from before. Um, tight end, we have Eric Ebron. This could be his last year at Pittsburgh. You know, he re-signed. Um, he's got a couple of opt-out years, and you know, Pat uh, Fairbrother. It'll be interesting to see if he's going to be the guy or not. Right now, the third guy is Zach uh, Gentry. Um, you know, that ra radar guy, Kevin Radar, uh, looked pretty good. And I wouldn't necessarily rule out if they can get him for cheap, maybe a return of Jesse James. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Gentry thing I could throw out, but the other two are pretty common sense. Absolutely. I think if, if we can find a way to, to get James back, I would he would go in over Gentry. But the other two, I mean, I think Fairmouth is, is the guy that you're wanting to build towards. And I honestly think that he, he depending on how he gels with, with Big Ben, he could be the number one tight end option by the end of the season. Agreed. Defensive line, I think they forgot somebody. Um, there's a big unknown with the fifth round pig, Isaiah, uh, the guy from – Wisconsin, they didn't put him in there. I don't know if they forgot or if they thought maybe he wouldn't make it. Uh, right now, they've got Cam Hayward, stuff on to it, Isaiah Bugs, uh, Chris Wormley, Carlos Davis, and Ty Lulu. Um, I gotta think that guy from Wisconsin is gonna make the team. 
maybe at the um, at the expense of a Carlos Davis or Isaiah Bugs. I mean, I, I guess that'd be my only correction there. Softer milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, louder milk, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we would draft him in the fifth round. He's got to make the team unless he comes in and completely flops. So, I mean, yeah. any other corrections you guys would have to? Oh, nope. That's the yeah. one that makes sense to me. They they got this draft pick. There's a real chance, I think, that he's going to be on there. So then who comes off? Probably Davis. Um, You know, outside linebacker, obviously T.J. Watt. Uh, I heard some reports that they're talking maybe a high $20 million deal. Um, it sounds high, but you, you got to have T.J. Watt right now. And yep. you got to pray he stays healthy because right now you got T.J. Watt, um, Alex Highsmith that we have high hopes for, but he's got to show up this year. And, I mean, he, he could. Uh, Jerry's out in him a little bit. But after that, you've got our, our buddy Cassius Marsh, which definitely didn't have a good year last year. And you got a guy, you know, that is advertised as a, a steal, a sleeper in Quincy Roach, the guy in the sixth round. I really, really, really think that this is a place where I don't know who's out there and who's available, but I think you definitely need a guy, a veteran. And I'd like to see the veteran, Roach, um, you know, Watt and Highsmith be your four guys there. Um, Cassius could hit the road. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, if, if we're seeing Cassius on the field, we've got a problem. <laughs> It'd yeah. be nice to find that veteran that's available for the money that we can pay. But that that's kind of the biggest question. So I think on this, you know, as they're admitting far too early projection, right now they don't have any they don't have that fourth outside linebacker that they really could use. So that's something to to spotlight as we move through the summer. And it could be a guy like the Jet Safety. Don't expect, like, you know, some really big name to come in and do that. Right. But I, and, and you're not going to say – It doesn't have to be a guy point. that takes over the position that moves everybody down the list. They just need that guy who's going to be able to spell some of the, 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 the top guys on the list. Well, if Quincy's as good as everyone thinks he can be, this guy that hopefully they would bring in could be a number four guy. He doesn't even have to be a number three. There you guy. go. That's right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, You'll have to beat out Cassius Marsh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you live close enough? I, I think, Paul, you could be out Cassius Marsh right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there's hope. Um, inside linebackers. Paul, Paul's busy on Sundays. So he can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe you could petition for them to change all the Steelers games like Saturday afternoon. Maybe. Maybe. Because of Paul. All, th- all Thursday games. Are all Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> the league's like what? And the Steelers are like, well, if you want Paul, oh, no, you don't play, understand how important this is. We got this you, guy. If you want the marketing boost of Paul Yanchek on our <laughs> team, you got of the year. Team. He's in his mid forties. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Thanks for saying I'm only in my mid forties. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. This I like to leave it. I like to leave it at that and not not get any. <laughs> further into it. I mean, if I'm taking the fourth spot, I mean, I I don't have to be there at kickoff. I can get there a little late. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Paul comes running in. He's got a little lunch pail and everything. <laughs> like, oh, man. 
I can see the announcement for Paul to serve at church. We are having our church at 7 a.m. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, the, uh, the spirit's really moving this week, but uh, we're yes. going to have to cut this off because game time, you know. <laughs> Sunrise, fall, and winter services until at least we can knock that play out. <laughs> Maybe you can still do that. Yeah. Zoom church when we're on the road. <laughs> They'll be like, well, there's no COVID anymore. It's Zoom church. You know, we Zoom gotta, church. Uh, Want to be safe. Want to be safe. All right. Well, inside linebackers, uh, Vince Williams, Devin Bush, Robert Splain, Buddy Johnson. They got my my hero, Marcus Allen, at linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean – I, I guess the look at is I'm not sure who would be missing, so I, I guess these are good picks. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel better about inside linebacker. I mean, if I'm the coach, I'm starting um, Bush and Spillane with Williams close behind. Um, you know, Buddy Johnson could be something. Buddy Johnson reminds me a lot of Vince Williams. I think Buddy's going to do some things in the pros. I'm concerned by the fact he can't cover running backs or tight ends from what I've seen, but We'll see. I mean, anybody that we're missing here that should be on there instead of these guys. I don't think anybody's missing. I, I, yeah, I I don't think it would take much for an undrafted guy to beat out Allen, but uh, we'll see. This is where it gets kind of interesting, and I don't know if this is media hype or if this is Steelers hype. Um, here's what we got: cornerback uh, Joe Hayden, obviously. Uh, we got um, Cam Sutton. They're going to be the top two guys. Uh, they got Justin Lane and James Pierre. Uh, Justin Lane, they dropped a felony charge against them. Um, so you can still see a suspension from the NFL. It won't be as lengthy or long. Um, I'm wondering if they signed this Arthur Malay guy after, after this article came out. But this article is a couple days old. Um, they, they also... So Malay could be in the mix either position. Um, it's interesting, guys. Again, this is where I'm talking about the hype. Uh, after the draft, they signed this guy, Mark Gilbert from Duke, and they also signed Shakir Brown. And Sears Twitter is showing all these highlights of these guys saying, holy crap, these guys are great. They should Like one uh, draft expert said, hey, I had a third-round pick on Shakir Brown. You know, I don't know why he didn't get drafted. I kind of call my BS meter is going off a little bit, but hopefully <laughs> these other two guys can make it. I still would like to see a vet kind of in the mix. Uh, you're not going to get Richard Sermon. I don't think that that's going to happen, but maybe another vet to give a little bit of experience here because this is really young and this makes me nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous about our cornerback situation. Um, hopefully these young guys can step up and be something special, but we're on, – on paper, we're kind of thin. So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind some more help there. Some experience would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some experience would definitely help. Um, I mean, so you got you got Hayden right now is your, is your major vet who's going to – who's – then responsible for like gathering this crew together and, and getting everybody on the same page. And uh, I don't, I guess I, I just don't know. I'm not saying he isn't, but is, I don't know if Hayden's that guy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
Um, safety, I think they might need some veteran help. I think we're missing some guys, so maybe there's not enough room to bring a vet here. But you got Terrell Edmonds. Now, the Steelers did decline the fifth-year option on Terrell Edmonds. That doesn't mean he's not coming back to the team. It, it's just if you picked up that option, from what I understood, his salary this year would have went up. And the Steelers have room to make an addition. I think you lose that room if you don't have – if you sign Terrell for a longer contract this year. So he's still on a cheaper contract. And, again, Terrell played better last year, but he's not making the splash plays that Steelers fans hoped when they first got him. Um, Minka, obviously, no-brainer. We, we, we definitely want Minka. They've got Antoine, Antoine Brooks, who is a late draft pick from Maryland, and they got Trey Norwood, the late draft pick we got from Oklahoma. Um, you know, I'm thinking you got to put Jordan Dangerfield in. I, I think he's still out there. And I think this kid that they picked up from Detroit, uh, Kinderbrew, I'm not sure if he's as much of a safety, but, you know, these guys were both good special teams players. So I would say those guys make the mix. Um, this is this is where Malay would fit in because they have they have him as yeah. a as a safety. So I don't, yeah. I mean that's not a that's not uh, maybe a, a ton of experience, but it is some experience. So I don't think Anton Brooks makes it. I mean I, I think the fact that they drafted a uh, trade no, Trey I think Trey's going to make it because of that. Um, you know, but you got to throw Dangerfield Malay in there, and uh, you know I think. Kinnebrew makes the team. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, right now they've got six cornerbacks making the Steelers, and two of them are undrafted free agents. I know they're pretty high in that secure Brown, so maybe only one of those guys makes it. Uh, you probably need five cornerbacks, but, you know, it's going to change. I mean, I agree with most of this list. I think the safeties, I mean, I, I, I got to think they want Dangerfield back in Kinnebrew. Yeah, I found oh, it interesting. I, I, on the, yeah. I found it interesting on this article that was mostly photos of these players. <laughs> the The photo they chose of Terrell Edmonds is him getting burned by uh, <laughs> by by Marquise Brown of the Ravens. Like, I, why why would you choose that photo? Of all the photos, everybody else is either them solo or them having done something awesome. But the photo of Edmonds is him laying on the ground with uh, the Ravens, Marquise Brown, cutting upfield, probably scoring a <laughs> touchdown. Like, I, I don't know why they chose this photo. Well, maybe the ball is trying to send it's like a Is this a hint for the, for the Steelers uh, coaching staff? Hey, hey, this dude gets burned by the Ravens. Well, let's, uh, let's look for somebody else. I will give you a web producer tip. Um, if okay, like if you if you open an article, like you know, I sent you guys links. You were opening up links. If it's a story, it counts as one click. Um, this, in essence, we went through a fifty-three picture gallery. Assuming you went through every fifty-three pictures, it counts as fifty-three clicks. So, in a world where we want more clicks. Photo guys that people look at are very, sure. very beneficial. So. Sure, I get it. But why would you choose a photo of him getting burned? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. There isn't a picture of him doing something good or even just standing on the field by himself like some of the other guys, like just standing on a field. It doesn't have to be him laying on the ground. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 
You know, but maybe this one, you see his hair flying up in the back. It's kind of cool. Looking. Oh, it is. It is. It does kind of look cool. But it would look le- it would look more cool if he were tackling that guy instead of laying on the ground four or five feet away from him. Who knows? I, I, my, I, my theory is whoever put this gallery together thought that his right arm was holding a football and missed the fact that the football's in the Brown other guy's hand. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? Hey, I know you're putting these things together quickly. I'm not trying to judge. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying <laughs> all of the other ones were were solid pictures, and this one picture as of of him getting burned. Oh well. Well, and they have access to can't win them all, I guess. sports. I, I will tell you, I had a um what was it? This year for the Columbus Dispatch, each week I would put together a photo gallery of I didn't really mention the stats and just say, hey, here are pictures of former Buckeyes in the NFL. And literally, I would just go through and cross-reference Buckeye graduates with NFL players. And sometimes you had a lot of options, sometimes you didn't. Like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott usually got pictured. Uh, but sometimes, like, there were linemen. Uh, there was, like, a Bengals Billy Price. And there was a uncomplimentary picture of him because, if you remember – he was near uh, Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow got sacked and knocked out for the year. And some people said, you know, he missed the block that pretty much injured Burrow for the year. But, you know, that was the best picture we had, so we used that. So <laughs> I'm sure in some Bengals podcast, they're like advertising his lowest moment for the season. Like, why are you – that's just rude. <laughs> Chris, how did, how did you pick a picture from all those great Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL? Hey – Oh, <laughs> all, all we had to worry about was four, four weeks, you know, pictures of uh, Dwayne Haskins. And then I think I picked out a picture of Dwayne Haskins talking to somebody when he was benched. And, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick to close up shop, uh, long snapper Cam Canada. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Chris Boswell, obviously, he needs Someone, to come back. Someone's got to do it. That's great. Yeah, Boswell needs to come back as a kicker. He's, you know, he had a rough year a couple years back, but he's rebounded. And I agree. They got Presley Harvin as a kicker, uh, the punter. And considering the fact they drafted him, I think he definitely comes in as number one. I don't think Jordan Berry is the biggest issue right now, but it seems like there's a little bit. Tom's not a huge fan of Barry. And I think Presley's got to fall apart for. Um, Barry to keep his job. I, I think the fact you drafted the punter says, hey, we want this punter to be our punter. So there'll yeah. be a competition, but I think Harvard comes in as a favor. Yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Any other thoughts about the Steelers before we go for today? Nope. Can we change their schedule? Yeah, well, no. We <laughs> power, and we definitely don't have the power to do that. So, all right. Well, hey, we made it through. We actually found some stuff to talk about. Uh, believe us, as the summer goes on, there should be less stuff to talk about, and hopefully, that'll be a good thing. I mean, if we're talking every week for an hour about the Steelers, there's probably a rest or a controversy. So let's keep it down, guys. <laughs> yeah, the off season is such, the off season is such a scary thing. You ever right. notice that as soon as the off season hits, all the football players lose their minds because they don't have yeah. structure in their lives the way they need it. They need to be able to channel a lot of that energy. And when they come off of practices, they're really tired and they're just too tired to go out and cause trouble. 
Well, let me speak. I mean, I know it's true for me. Like when I have too much free time and I have too much rest, that's when, you know, right. things, go, things go haywire. I need to be worn out. <laughs> You're on TikTok making a lot of YouTube. I'm on TikTok videos. making my videos. Yeah. yeah. I am well, not on TikTok at all, but I may join TikTok just to make videos. Well, let me. So what, Joe, what's your secret? I, in my mid forties, I wake up oh, exhausted. With the, with so the I, finger I, quotes. <laughs> with the finger quotes. I don't know. I don't know where you're getting all your energy. I don't want to talk about it, my my employment scenario right now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, and let me speak to. I mean, I don't want to say Big Ben's an avid listener, but hey, we're Steelers podcast. I mean, I'm sure maybe some Steelers stumbled across the show. Um, well, let's pick on Cam Kennedy. I don't want to sit there and say, yeah, all the stars are listening. But let's say Cam Kennedy is a listener to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Hey, Cam, stop making news. Tell the guys to calm down. Yeah, so right. Steelers podcast will be very small during the summer, and we can focus more on our – Pop culture goofy podcast is going to come up in a minute when we talk about all kinds of goofy stuff. So, all right. Well, we'll see you next week. We'll try to change the schedule. Oh, that actually comes out, what, in two days? Yeah, so we'll have something to talk about there. Maybe we can play our schedule prediction game. And I got a feeling Joe's going to pick 17-0 and Paul pick 0-17. <laughs> Joe's intro optimist and Paul's like, we're screwed, so. I'll be we want quality wins. We want quality wins. We don't just okay. want to play the weak people. We want quality wins. We'll figure it out. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.